0: Welcome to the first ever episode of the Can of Worms podcast. I am your host, Logan, also known as Worm. Call me whatever you want, doesn't really matter. Today we have quite the show. It's possibly the best show that we're going to have. It could be the last show we ever have, depends on how much of a pain in the ass this becomes. We have many things to talk about. This is probably one of the most important weeks in my lifetime, anyone's lifetime, who knows? We have a debate to talk about. Very important, possibly the most important election in the United States history. We have the NBA Finals. We have the ending of the NHL. Uh, baseball's on. Fuck baseball. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, the NFL's kick in week three. And we have some music shit that's going on right now. Um, everybody's favorite artists are into some shit. We're going to talk about everybody's least favorite artists first. We're going to talk about Six Nine, uh, the King of New York in two thousand eighteen. Sounds wrong, but that's probably right. Um, so yeah, Six Nine. He's been in the news once again. Not a good thing for him. It never is. He overdosed on Hydroxycut. Um, that's a weight loss pill. I don't. I remember seeing infomercials when I was a kid about Hydroxycut, telling me that I could lose like ten pounds in ten days, and my fat ass was all over it. I was like, damn, I should definitely look into that. So every time I went to the gas station, I'd walk into that aisle right next to the penis pills, take a look. And I would never get them because I was 12 and that would be a terrible idea. But lucky for me, I grew out of that weight and uh, in 6'9's jail stay, he grew into it. Now, he decided to take these pills because he was fat, obviously. But instead of just taking one at a time, he decided to take two. I, I don't know why you would double the dose of some gas station pill. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. But he took two and then he drank coffee afterwards and i guess caffeine fucks with it and it uh it made him go to the hospital now how as a rapper can you go into jail and gain weight when you know that gucci Mane went into jail for like three or five years something like that he went in a lean gut huge dude titties out and he came out, shredded. Like he could beat the fuck out of anybody. Like it was, it was almost terrifying how much weight he lost. And uh, I just don't understand how people can gain weight in prison. Like, what else are you going to do? Uh, it's not like six nine was with like general population, because if he's there, someone's gonna try and fucking kill him because he snitched on everybody, and that's a terrible. Look. And they'd probably be well-regarded for that. But, yeah, I mean, you're in a jail cell for 23 and a half hours, uh, maybe, maybe 23 hours, depending on how much they let you go outside. I'd imagine he didn't go outside very much. He doesn't look like the type. But, all right, so you eat, um, you shit, you pee, and you sit in your bed or pace in your cell in hopes of getting out soon. How do you not start working out? Especially when you notice you're gaining weight. Like, what else are you going to do? It it just doesn't make sense. Like, you're going to read a fucking book? You're going to write your shitty songs that nobody's going to listen to? Because nobody's listening to you anymore. I mean, you know this because everybody's making fun of you, clowning you on Instagram. I'm sure people are telling you about it. So why would you deal with the shit? Just go in. Start working out, do some fucking crunches, do some body weight, squats, you know. Just get it fucking going. And then when you come out, you won't be a laughing stock anymore. People will probably be either afraid of you or, like, interested in your learning process in fucking jail. But, no, you choose to gain weight. I mean, he's not the only one. Kodak did the same exact thing. But, I mean... I guess if you look at their body types before, they don't really seem like the type who ever worked out. But I digress. That's kind of off topic. Um, let's move on here. What's next? All right. We got uh, we got the NHL. The NHL ended. It was a uh, very boring playoffs. I was not excited. Um, the Lightning were the best team at the beginning of the tournament. And they were the best team at the end of the tournament winning the cup. They had probably the easiest road. Um, The Bruins sucked in the second round. That was pretty easy. The Islanders are just not a good team. I don't know how they made it to the finals, uh, Eastern finals. And then the Stars are probably the biggest joke of a uh, Western Conference team that anybody has made to the finals in the last 20 years. I can't speak before that. But how do you make it to the finals with a negative goal differential? like you're letting up more goals than you score and you made it to a final expecting to win there there's no way you can not if you can't produce offense in the NHL you have no chance i defense wins championships in other sports hockey's all around you, you can't do it it's just impossible you need to have a solid team from line 1 to line 3 I, uh so the finals were uh, it went six games um the lightning pretty much beat up on them they were up 3-1 and then the stars won one game afterwards is like uh eh, eh, all right we kind of have a chance and then lightning shut the door they beat them in ot um I-, I completely expected this the lightning literally have an all-star team on their roster i don't know how gm's let this happen But instead of trying to fuck them over in trades, forcing them to keep bad salaries, they just keep helping them out and just making this team better every year. And everybody on that team wants to stay on that team, so they're going to keep taking team-friendly deals, and they're just going to stay good. I just... I don't understand how the league expects anybody else to win. I just don't. I don't know a single team that can compete with them. I mean, or... Even if they can't compete with them, you have to make it to the finals. And the the only team that has a chance to beat them in the West is probably maybe Vegas and Colorado, but you got to stay healthy. And both of those teams started dropping like flies. So good for the Lightning, I guess. I mean, I don't fuck with anybody on that team. I kind of hate everybody on there. But I guess the big takeaway from the bubble for the NHL is that Bettman doesn't suck as much as we thought he does. He pulled this shit right out of his ass. I I didn't think that any of the bubbles would really work. Just because you can't keep that much testosterone in one place without them somehow sneaking someone in and going to town. But the NHL is probably the least scary league for that. I, we all know that they go hard. Like, they party and shit. But they can party all they want in the bubble with their teammates. There's just no girls around, which is probably fine. But... For the NBA, that, I thought that was going to be a real fucking problem. Just based off of the reputation. I mean, do, does anybody remember fucking J.R. Smith with his... That girl DM'd him that one time. and She's like, oh, I'm going to your game tonight. And he replies, he's like, oh, trying to get the pipe? That's exactly the kind of guys that we're dealing with in the bubble. I mean, someone on the fucking Rockets. He, uh, he snuck one of the nurses who was doing the swaps. Snuck her into the hotel room in the middle of a fucking playoff series against the lakers that i i don't think they had a chance to win but who knows if he stays in you're gonna lose a playoff series and get suspended because you need to bang the covid tester come on dude like yeah. so anyways now let's move on to the nba perfect segue there the nba we have the lakers in heat right there boom Got it behind me. Look at this set. Beautiful. Um, All right. So Lakers and Heat. I want to break this down first with the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers' big advantage is you have the best player in the world. Best player of all time. uh, LeBron James and probably a top five player in the world, uh, Anthony Davis. Those two stars alone, I know basketball is one of those sports that seems like one guy can win you a championship or win you a series. And those two guys at the helm of your team, that's a huge fucking advantage. Um the depth isn't really there. I mean you have playoff rondo. Playoff rondo's a fucking monster every single year. Um you have KCP, Dwight Howard, uh JaVale McGee's there, Danny Green's wash, but he's there, uh Alex Caruso, everybody's favorite white god, and um Kuzma. Kuzma's there. Everybody forgot about him because he fucking sucks now, but he's still there. Um, obviously, they're not very deep outside of those two stars, but if LeBron's giving you a 30-point triple-double in 80s, getting, uh, I don't know, like 35 and 20 boards, there's not much else you need. I mean, those guys can both clamp up. Um, LeBron's definitely an all-time defender I, I don't really care about defensive teams and shit like that when he when he locks in he he locks the fuck in ad is an all-defensive player he can lock up anybody he defends the paint really well um and he switches amazing on guards anybody so i don't really see how you can lose with those guys as your two best players the only thing that could happen is if every other player completely shits the bed on that team like if nobody's hitting threes and nobody's playing defense, then that's the only way that I can really see this happening. But with that being said, the Heat are very good. So we're going to move on to the Heat now. The Heat have Jimmy Butler, uh, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic. who else? Uh, they have a bunch of people on it. Iggy, um, yeah, just a, a bunch of solid players all the way through the lineup. Like, the Lakers' top two is definitely better than everybody on that team. But everybody else on the Heat roster is better than everybody else on the Lakers. Like, I wouldn't give the edge to that. Maybe Maybe Rondo sneaks in there, but everybody else on the team is definitely better. Um, there's a lot of guard matchup problems that the Heat give the Lakers. Like, the Lakers don't have a lockdown guard. So, you got to worry about Dragic, Hero and Jimmy so that's three right there and the way that Drajic has been playing this entire playoffs he's a fucking monster like he cooked the Celtics he was hitting like fuck you threes like nothing else Tyler Hero is hitting fuck you threes the kid plays with so much fucking confidence it's insane like he's literally my age he is 20 years old in the NBA busting ass like he dropped 40 37 something like that on the celtics in like a crucial game like to pretty much shut the door on the celtics they go down through one you have no fucking chance or three two something like that anyways um so for me i'm gonna pick the lakers in this series i think the lakers are definitely the better team and i think that showed in game one um game one lakers pretty much blew him out I, I think it was 20 point lead 20 point finish so they smacked him uh it also helps that the heat's best players went down i mean jimmy was injured dragic is probably out for the series and bam's out for at least one or two games so that's huge uh right away because that's your ad stopper and bam I, I don't know who else is gonna guard ad um Jimmy being out for that game, I mean, that's your dog. That's the guy that you want to lead your team on the court, and he's out. And then Dragic is your best, is your third best player. And now that he's got the best basketball of his career, I don't know how you're gonna replace that. I mean, you can put in Kendrick Nunn maybe, but Kendrick Nunn's not. He's not Dragic. That's for sure. I mean, decent, decent for a rookie, but he's not gonna win you an NBA Finals game. Um, I, I think it's going to be really tough. If Bam's out for even three games, because then that means the Lakers are probably going to sweep or gentlemen sweep, and with Dragic being out, that's huge. Um, now, I think the biggest part of the finals is how does this affect LeBron in his GOAT conversation? I personally already think that he's there just based off of he's gone to nine finals this decade from 2011 to 2020 he's been in every single finals except for one so that's insane i I don't really give a shit about his record uh he has the one that you can't excuse is the mavericks in 2011 they were the better team they should have won but everything else he's playing against an all-time team in the fucking warriors uh first year they were they just came on the scene uh Kyrie was injured. Kevin Love was injured. He carried that team to six games. Uh, the Cavs. They got to six somehow, and then they lost, which alright. Then he then they run it back the next year. The Warriors are the greatest team in the regular season history. Like seventy three and nine, better than the seventy two and ten Bulls who won the championship. Seventy three and nine. They were better in every single position, arguably, except for um small forward, but even then, Iggy locked up LeBron the year before pretty well, won finals MVP off of it, so that's really fucking good, um, but so then he loses, to, so he beats that team, then he loses to a Warriors team that has a fucking Kevin Durant, you have four bonafide all-stars, possibly two of the greatest position players of all time, and you're going to sit here and tell me that LeBron's a bum. All right, I'll be right back. Hold on. I am back. The dog needed to re-up on a treat so she would stop barking. Back to the conversation here. LeBron loses to those Warrior teams. Um, they're the best team possibly ever created with KD, regardless of the 73-9 and 9 shit. Um, they pretty much go 16-0 and 0 in the playoffs, uh, give or take a few games. But... How is he supposed to beat a team like constructed like that, especially when they have KD and his, I mean, especially his last year in Cleveland when his second best player was Kevin Love and it was all role players? There's no way that he's going to do that. And then when he left LA, or when he left Cleveland to go to LA, the team just wasn't there. Like, that's not a conference contending team, never mind a championship contending team. So he. You had to give him a year. I mean, he did injure his groin, so he was out. They could have been in the playoffs if he stayed, but once they were out of the playoff picture, he decided to just take it off. But that track record's insane. And with the way that he plays, he's the best all-around player in the league and for sure ever. I mean, he's top 10 in assists, top 10 or top 15 in rebounds, uh, third in points, probably going to finish first and for sure is going to withstand, like, till he's 40 with the way that he spends money on his body and makes sure that he's always ready for the season. There's no way that he's going to lose this finals and let this affect his GOAT conversation. And even if K or AD somehow plays out of his mind and gets like the only way that ad wins this mvp for the finals is if he averages like 40 25 and three because everybody's going to be pulling for lebron to get this mvp and if he doesn't get the mvp that definitely hurts him against the fucking jordan dick riders because they're just going to say oh well jordan won six rings and got six finals mvps so if LeBron doesn't get this MVP, it kind of fucks him because they're going to be like, oh, you, you weren't even the best player on your team that won the championship. But I think this is absolutely a must win and definitely a must win for the finals MVP. To me, either way, he is the GOAT. I, he's obviously, there. the Lakers are going to win this. Like, it, we're going to make it seem like it's a conversation. It's really fucking not. Like, we know who's going to win especially with the way that LeBron takes over playoff games and the way that he's, he wills himself to win in these pressure situations. I mean, just look at the 2015 finals where he got that fucking block where he came out of nowhere on Iggy and fucking pinned him on the backboard. That is that is the heart of a fucking champion, the heart of a fucking goat. Like, that is what it's built off of. There's no way that he loses. Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to go to the NFL. So the NFL this week, um, there was a chick game last week, Titans and the Vikings. The Vikings are 0-3 now after that game, and the Titans are 3-0. and And I guess after the game, the testing came out for COVID, and <clears throat> I think it's 2 or 3, probably more by now, the Titans players tested positive for COVID. Um, I I really don't know what the fuck this means for that team. I'm pretty sure the NFL came out and delayed the game to Monday. They might have canceled it by now. I I haven't paid attention. Uh, I'm a great podcast host, as you can clearly see. But I I don't know what you do, especially with how fast this shit spreads. Because if you let them play, sure, you have... Continuity, like you're not gonna have to reschedule the game and fuck up the week schedules. But if someone on the Steelers gets it, then they're fucked. That team's fucked, and then whoever the Steelers play the next week, because you let the Titans and Steelers play, then it's you're just going to give everybody in the league fucking COVID. And these coaches are fucking old. At the median age for a coach in the league is like fucking sixty. Do uh, you think Bill Belichick is going to survive? you think he's the pinnacle of health with his fucking ripped sweatshirt with hot dog stains on his fucking... No, no. If he gets it, it's not going to be good. And the same thing with all the other old guys who run teams. So I don't know if they should shut down. I mean, think about all the fucking retards who get mad over the whole kneeling thing. Could you imagine them getting mad over them canceling football because of COVID, that, that would be... F- I would love to see it personally. I mean, it wouldn't be a good conversation in any way for anybody, but it would, it would be something. I think the NFL should probably postpone it and then in the event further down the road that other teams get COVID, you just keep rescheduling the games. I mean... You can push back the playoffs, whatever, because who doesn't watch football? It's the number one sport in America for a reason. It doesn't really matter when you put it on. People are going to fucking watch. So you can just keep pushing it off. I think if more games get canceled, personally, they should probably do a play-in and just open up the field a little more. I know they upped the playoff teams. I think two more teams are allowed in for uh, wild-card games. So that'll be interesting, but you should definitely think about doing a play-in if all these teams' records get fucked up. Because let's say that you just like don't have them replay this game and you just call it a draw. So the Titans are like three zero and one, and the Steelers are two one and one. That that doesn't fucking work because then you fuck up the seating you fuck up records. Like if the Titans end up going like, say that they're out of a playoff spot by a fucking tie, you're fucked. And given like TV schedules are a thing for sports. I, I really don't see any of the major like ABC, NBC. I don't see them or Fox. I don't see them having a fucking problem with having more football. There's, you're never going to hear someone complain about fucking milking a cash cow. Uh everybody watches it it's all over sports center that's all they talk about so it's clearly the best thing that you can have on tv but we'll see how it goes i mean it seems like they're just gonna let them play i think that's a terrible idea but then again the nfl just doesn't give a fuck about any other players um (laughs) no guaranteed money so if you fucking tear your acl you can never play again you're getting that five mil that was guaranteed not the extra 15 that they are that you could potentially earn with bonuses and everything like that so i i don't know I, football's its own fucking animal and i hope those guys can pull together and figure it out but i, I don't think we're going to now we're going to move from one covid um event mm-hmm. to another yes it finally happened the big orange fuck he got covid in the most ironic you couldn't write a better fucking story this guy who's a oh well actually the coronavirus is not a big deal it's china they're lying it's propaganda it's not bad we will survive even though everybody's dying like <laughs> I, oh it not only did he lie to us but he also convinced his base that it's just not real the amount of people that i run into who won't wear masks because coronavirus is fake and then just walk into stores and just spread their disgusting little germs everywhere it it amazes me not only that but like how do you not give a fuck about anybody else but yourself like uh, someone could be uh, they could have cancer another terminal illness and you're just fucking walking around spreading your germs When you know that this could potentially kill someone. Not that anybody gives a fuck anymore, but oh well. Um, I, I just can't believe it. Especially in the debate the other night, he literally was making fun of Biden. He's like, oh, I see you at fucking rallies, Joe. You're wearing your mask. You're 200 feet away from people. You look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Because he's wearing a mask in a fucking pandemic that the CDC is recommending everybody wear to prevent the spread. You're the fucking clown, dude. I, I, how many times do you have to get fucking shit on by everybody on the internet? Everybody in politics, uh, except for your slaves that suck your toes every fucking step you take. I, I just don't understand how someone can be so fucking stupid and so fucking blind to what's going on. And not to mention, he's like... Is he 72, 73, 74? Dude, you're in the death range. Like, if you get this, you could die. We're not dying. Young people aren't dying. You're dying. It's old people. So, you need to think about your shit, dude. Change your fucking message. Now, unfortunately, it's way too fucking late for that. This is probably karma for you being a a massive piece of shit throughout this whole process basically spitting in people's faces whose parents have died and grandparents have died um, but it's just sad and what else is sad is the fucking debate that they had the debate was, it was fucking terrible you just have constant interruptions from Mr. Donny J uh, Biden is trying to get shit out but he can't do it partially because he can't do that anyways, but also because Trump is talking over him, it got to the point where he literally had to tell him to shut up. Uh, we're we're getting to the point where you're telling someone to shut up on a nationally televised presidential debate. It's pathetic. I, all the Hillary shit, that was kind of funny. Whatever. But this is... It's just sad at this point. Like, we've already dealt with it for four years. Are we really going to deal with it for eight? Uh, he even is making a point to make sex jokes about him finishing. Like, Joe says something about him not being able to finish. He's like, oh, I assure you, that's not a problem. Dude, are you fucking 12? Like, I, dude, I was hitting those one-liners in fucking 8th grade. You know me, dude. Fucking slinging them jokes in social studies. But I, I'm not running for fucking office. It's just pathetic. And the whole time... They're just leaning into their sides like they're not even talking about people in the middle like I like me like you. Uh, We just alienate everybody. So instead of just being reasonable talking about taxes and shit like that, we're just going to lean in to the farthest sides of our following like for Trump. Oh, just uh, you should just condemn white supremacy. That's it, dude. You have a fucking layup. Like, you're on a fast break, everybody on the other team just fucking broke their leg, they're laying down, they're not getting up, nobody's following you, time's at like 10 seconds left, you hit this, you win the game, championship is yours, and anybody who's in the middle and is contemplating voting for you, personally, not me, I would never consider voting for that douchebag, but all the people in the middle who are like, I don't really like Biden, I don't really like Trump, but let's see, let's see where this goes. You say the one thing that you absolutely cannot fucking justify. <laughs> you're, you're down with the white supremacy. You just go, oh, s- s- stand by. Like, oh, like you're going to give more orders like you're the fucking general of the white supremacists. You fucking idiot. All you had to do was say, I want peace for all sides. I want the white supremacists to see the plight of the black people. That's all you have to do. It's not like they're asking you to fucking, like, bow down and say that... No. But you're so afraid of losing this fucking race that you are... Like, you're going along with supremacy. I mean, supremacy of all kinds is bad. But you're going along... Like, white supremacy, which has been the longest-running problem in this country. And you're just gonna go along with it, you fucking idiot. I mean... uh, It's just a joke. Everything this fucking guy does is joke. From his fucking hair, his spray tan, the way his wife doesn't even fucking want to be with him. She won't hold his hand. She won't fucking kiss him. She always looks pissed. She's clearly there just to fill the spot of first lady because you can't have a president who doesn't have a first lady because it probably shows how much of a piece of shit he is. The, his fucking son doesn't even live with him. He doesn't even live at the White House. The son lives at the fucking Trump Tower in New York. You're shit, dad, dude. You, you can't even do that, right? You literally produced a kid, and you're not even there. All you do, you pay for someone to fucking deal with him as you go golfing fifteen times a week as the fucking president of the United States. It's fucking insanity. And speaking of insanity, we're going to. Now move on to what is our last topic of the day, and possibly my favorite one. We're going to be talking about Kanye West. Okay, so this is probably a little late at this point, but I'm a very big Kanye fan, as some of you know. So I'm just going to really jump into this, start talking about it. So Kanye is bipolar. This is a known fact at this point, and everybody likes to point and laugh, during the joke uh, during his freak outs on twitter it's everybody's favorite thing they just laugh at him like, oh look what kanye's doing now although it is kind of convenient that it only happens around music time whenever he thinks about dropping an album he teases it it's time to go so last week two weeks ago he starts talking about his masters and how he doesn't own any of them so masters are like it's basically just your albums and you can get all the all the money from it all the royalties all that shit because i guess record labels when you're young they just give you money they so say for like late registration they're like hey kanye we're gonna give you 100 million dollars for this album so it's not really like you have 100 million dollars now it's technically a loan so once your album makes that money back then that money is successfully yours and then all that money that comes from the album from the next fifteen years goes directly to them. You don't see any of it. So you only get paid for the initial album, while they continue making money off your intellectual property. That's no longer yours because you signed it away. Because they tricked you into thinking that they're giving you money for the album. So that's that's definitely fucked. Because think about how many people getting shit record deals and are stuck there. I mean, it happened to Uzi what a year and a a year and a half ago and he didn't release an album until he got out of it I mean or he didn't want to release the album until he got out of it but I think he had to anyways but this is just it's a good cause to stand up for don't get me wrong but me knowing Kanye and the way that he is I think this is definitely selfish interest like he wants to make it about all artists he doesn't do that i love the guy he's very self-centered i could not see him doing this for anybody else besides himself like he wants his masters that makes sense like don't get me wrong like you should have your masters that's your work you're the one who's making that money but he wants him back he doesn't give a fuck about anybody else it definitely helps him if he gets the whole music industry all wound up and supporting him with it but it's not going to do anything for anybody but himself in his eyes because he just kept bringing up oh I want my kids to own my masters I want my kids to own my masters I think for him it's just once he get like locks in on an idea that's all he wants and I'm pretty sure he got into this in like 2015 with the whole St. Pablo tour shit like I know when I went he he stopped in the middle of the concert and he did like a little rant I don't remember any of it But I know in Sacramento, like, he was yelling about Jay-Z and fucking record labels and all that shit. So, I'm sure that this is... he, He just doesn't like being told what to do. Like, you can see it now with what he's doing with Adidas. Like, oh, every black man should be able to wear Jordans. Which, whatever. Like, you can have that standpoint. But, like, you're signed to a brand. So, they're going to expect you to wear that brand. But he's using it as leverage now to get on the board. Of Adidas, <clears throat> which is great. Like y- there should definitely be more diversity on all these companies' boards because it's super whitewashed. Uh, regardless of what they say, like oh look, we have uh, we're ten percent of the company is this minority. Like you're just doing that to hit numbers, and then you never put people in positions of power. With all that Kanye has done with Adidas and for Gap now, he should definitely be on the boards for both of those companies because he's the most important person. I mean, Kanye literally single-handedly turned around fucking Adidas. I don't know anybody who was wearing Adidas before Kanye started wearing Ultra Boosts again. The guy sets fucking trends and everybody's on it. That's just how it is. So... For him to not be on the board, that's fucked. But once again, he's doing it for his selfish interest Like, oh, every black man should be able to wear Jordans. So I'm wearing Jordans until I'm on the executive branch. So he's just lumping people in with him till he can get what he wants, which that's fine. But I think for him on this Masters thing, I think him releasing everybody from good music's masters and giving it back to them that's a huge fucking step huge because if he's gonna if he's willing to put his money where his mouth is he's giving only 50 percent which he could give back the whole thing but obviously he's not because he makes a shit ton of money off of it because that's why record labels do it but for him to give 60 percent or 50 percent back they're making the same amount as him and he's got two chains big sean push t Anybody else who signed on there, like, he's got big artists. Like, they're going to make a lot of money off of that. And for, like, Universal, Rockefeller, like, all them, if they did that for him, think about how much a Kanye album is worth. It's insane money. If, If he even gets 20%, that's kind of a fucking win for him. So, him setting the bar with this, it's very important, and I think you're going to see some sort of change I don't know what's going to come of it but there's definitely going to be change and as far as the next freak out that he has I don't think it's going to be as welcomed normally he goes on a cycle where it's one good rant one bad rant like in uh, the lead up to yay when he went on his slavery as a choice rant terrible And then he just keeps digging himself a hole. And then he has an interview with Charlemagne. And then all is forgiven because he seems likable and admits to his faults and everything like that. So Kanye is... He is Kanye. He's going to be himself. He's going to continue to have these character flaws and fix himself up. And we're always going to forgive him because you forgive anybody who makes good shit. I mean, personally, I... I love his music more than most people. I, I know most people like his music, but I probably my favorite artist. So he could kill someone and I would be at the trial with a sign saying it wasn't him regardless of what happens. And even if he gets convicted, I would still be standing there. It's like everybody in the nineties with MJ, like, you know, the he, he MJ, not the bulls MJ. So he, You can allege that Michael Jackson's touching people, but people are still going to listen to music anyways because the music is good. That's just how it is. If the quality and content is there, people are going to consume it. It doesn't matter how you blackball the person or try and make the person toxic. I mean, look at Joe Rogan. That's a whole new thing. Uh, The Joe Rogan Spotify shit. I've been listening to Joe for two years, and it's the best podcast out there without a question like he has he's interesting his guests are interesting the shit he talks about is interesting and the best part of it is it's just stream of consciousness like he can just say whatever he wants there's nobody stopping him he can get into uh, questionable debates he can he talks to comedians he talks to politicians he talks to fucking professors he talks to everybody so you get all kinds of conversations and that's the best part And Spotify knew this getting into it. So anybody at Spotify who's fucking salty that he has said some questionable things, it comes with the fucking territory. Like nobody's going to listen to Joe Rogan if it's all simple shit that's not interesting. It's just not going to happen. You can't have the good without the bad. That comes with everything. For Spotify to even, they gave him 200 million at least, probably closer to three for him to continue his platform. They didn't say, oh, we're going to censor you. We don't like what you're doing. No, they said, we're just going to let you do you and we're just going to, we're going to put it out there on a platform. That's it. That's all we're going to do. He didn't sign up for this shit. And everybody in that office, if they're even there actually complaining, if you go on strike, you're not going to do anything. Spotify invested $300 million in this guy. You think your $60,000 salary a year Matters to them? No. You're out. You're gone. That's it. Uh, You don't invest that kind of money in someone because you care about your staff and their opinion. If they cared about you, they would have asked you, but they didn't because they care about money. Everybody's in the business of making money. And if you're becoming a problem for them, they will throw you out in two seconds. Efficiency. That's all they care about. Even if they're one of the best 20 companies in the world to work with. That's it. If you're going to fuck with the bag, you're going to get tossed to the side. That's every company. I don't care what company you're going to claim. Amazon? Jeff Bezos will fucking kill you if, he, if you stand in the way of him making another billion. Like he even fucking needs it. Microsoft's the same way. Apple's the same way. Google's the same way. That's just what it is. These companies don't care about people. They care about money. So if you're mad about Joe Rogan, quit. Because you're going to get fired. There's no beating him. He is he is Spotify. I, once he goes full-time Spotify in December, I'm probably going to have to get Spotify. Because I'm not going to not listen to his podcasts. It's the perfect three-hour waste of time while I'm working. I just pop it in. I can learn some shit. I can laugh. It's perfect. So, if that's just me, I mean, think about how many f- millions of people listen to Joe Rogan. I mean, people who don't even like podcasts. You're not fucking with him. So just... You you might as well give up. So, that last rant. That's going to be it for the podcast. We're going to finish this out at about 42 minutes. I think that's the perfect time. Pretty good. First episode in the books. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram. Can of Worms Podcast. Uh, I'm going to have this up on Spotify maybe SoundCloud, definitely YouTube. YouTube can of worms podcast going to have clips up there. Clips will be on Instagram. Full thing is going to be on Spotify. Full thing will be on YouTube. Um just let me know in the comments what you think. I'll probably be doing this again. This is definitely very difficult, but it's a fun time just rambling on. So peace.